Everything old is new again. America's entertainment pop culture talk show. It may well possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. Like batteries to power. Possess a rudimentary intelligence. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Felt a great disturbance in the force. Hello, I'm Mr. Ray. Come on, Mark, like a job for me. Where's the goodies? Leave the gun. I bet you wouldn't have done anything like this if mom and dad were here. You filthy criminal. Excuse me while I whip this out. Go ahead. Make my day. Here are your hosts, Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Welcome to Fantasy Island. So the island is magic. I transform people's lives. Almost always for the better. Every guest thinks they can live out a beautiful dream. It's never that simple. Let the adventure begin. Interesting. We're going to let the adventure begin. The adventure is called Everything Old is New Again. This is Douglas Viviani with, let's just say, by Gene Siskel to Douglas Viviani's Roger Ebert. How about that one? Does that work? <laughs> I'll take that. All yes. right. Uh, we're doing that and saying that, but it kind of doesn't work because they do movies. But we're, we're doing is we are going to act as your TV guide for the upcoming fall season. This is the fall preview, if you will. If you remember those issues of the TV guide, David Cohen? I do. I do. I remember very anxiously waiting for the TV guide to come out and then buying it and reading it, like devouring it about all the new shows that were coming out. Of course, this this was in the day when... You just had the three, even before the four major networks. So it was a big deal. Yeah, we, we actually... And we're keeping it a big deal, right? Exactly. That's what we're doing right now. There used to be pictures. Remember, they'd have a picture of the cast, right? Yes. And then you'd have exactly. then you'd have like a synopsis and the day and the time. And of course, there the was network. no taping at a network. There was no taping anything. So if you had two shows on at the same time that you wanted to watch, what would you do? What did you do in your in your world on that? Well, that's why summer reruns were so big, because you're right, there was no video recording there was no way this even when we were kids predated vhs tapes there was absolutely no way to record another show or any show on tv so you watch i mean for me i watched the show at the time slot that i wanted to watch for the season and then in the summer they would rerun all of this stuff so i would watch the other show in reruns and the killer would be then of course murphy's law your parents would set the vacation schedule down and you'd have a week or maybe two weeks separated by some time. And of course, during vacation, difficult to find the TVs and, and all of this and who's going to watch what. And so, and of course you're on vacation, you're doing other stuff. So of course the second show, the summer show, you never saw the whole season, but then again, yes, but there were no, it wasn't like a serial. So if you missed an episode, it kind of didn't matter with respect to the whole story. Now we used to like write these, these serials where you got to see the whole episode. Otherwise you miss an episode of it, even 24 or any of these shows you go, okay, gee, I missed it. I don't know. How do I catch up? Yeah, that's right. I think back then there were very few, like you said, serials. So they were self-contained shows. You didn't have to watch the previous show to know to know what was going on now the question is are there any of those around i'm just going to throw that out there any shows where you don't need to watch uh the past i think fantasy island would be one which we just heard the coming attractions for have you seen i would think so if it's following the format of the original yes it's um a reboot 
uh, and a sequel to the original Fantasy Island. Uh, and it's it's out there now. It's it's rolling. It's interesting. They changed it a little bit. Of course, the host is no longer Ricardo Montalban. It's Bellamy Young. I, I don't know her, but she seems like she's pretty with it there. It seems like there's a little bit of, I think, and I haven't seen this yet, but it seems like there's a little bit of a, I'm not going to say Twilight Zone, but there's some supernatural. There's more. Did you ever, well, let me back up. Did you ever watch the original show? I saw certain episodes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was a devout follower, but I, it, I, I definitely saw some some of the key episodes. It is the plane, right? Yep, it's <laughs> the plane, the plane. Yes. So, but but Which, was there a supernatural yeah. element? Because you'd go and you'd want to do whatever you could do that you can't do in real life, and then I thought was it was effect. mostly supernatural, right? Because yeah, you're living out your own fantasy, and they're they're making that happen for you. So right. But this one, I think, is a little more affected in that you'll see that you'll get what you want but there's a price to pay for achieving your fantasy or living your fantasies i i don't know i I kind of am interested in it but it sounds interesting i'm surprised it took this long to reboot that whole idea you know because it's a really it was a great idea i mean it was the original series was a little on the hokey side if you kind of watch it now but yeah i think it was definitely ready for a reboot now next one this is going to be second season, but it was new like just now. So I bet you you haven't seen it. So I'm calling it a new one. And I am very surprised that I like this show with John Stamos. Coach Marvin Korn is going from the NCAA to some fancy high school. Personally, I think it's all a big mistake, but I'm prepared to make the best of it. I'm going to teach you my system of basketball from the ground up. Is the whistle really necessary? Yes, it really is. Okay, then. Figured it'd be rough, but this is next level. If we all just quit, they fire him. I think he wants to be a good person. I just wanted to say thank you for caring. Now, have you heard of this one? No. It, it, they're not rebooting the White Shadow, are they? It kind of almost, that's a good good question. White Shadow, though, was uh, a basketball player and an athlete, but it is kind of like that. Here's the difference. David E. Kelly's uh, and Brad Garrett are in, uh, the producers of this oh, one. I created Raymond's and, brother. Yes, exactly. It's a temperamental basketball coach who's fired from his current job in in the the uh, college league. You know, he's like he's like uh, Bobby Knight, like a say. Bobby Knight kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, because he throws a chair and he gets fired, and there he ends go. up in an elite high school, girls' private high school, and uh-huh. trying to coach these girls. Now, these girls have a little chip on their shoulder. They've got dollars and all of this, or oh, not all of them do, but you know, there's that element to it. There's the difference, sort of like Cobra Kai, where. You know, the different generations, there's a huge difference in generation of someone that right now is, you know, uh, let's face it, uh, John Stamos has got to be 50, right? And kids that are 18, there's a huge difference in cultures and all of this. And Sounds like there are lessons to be learned. There <laughs> you go, exactly. And it's good because I, I uh, am coaching Little League, uh, or uh, I don't know if you call it Little League per se, but, you know, Leo in my my nine-year-old in basketball, and I'm trying to get some, some hints here and there from, from John Stamos is how to how to coach these kids. So that's a good one. That's on yeah. um, Disney, though. You have to have the Disney oh, channel for Disney. that one. Yeah, Disney Plus. So there's Okay, no... yeah, that sounds interesting. Not... I like John Stamos. I'm telling you, you really will get a kick out of it. He, they, it goes places where you didn't think it Oh, would so you've go. seen it. I've seen the first season, second season coming out soon. Oh, you didn't mention that. Okay. Uh, yes, I'm telling you, you're going so to you enjoy like it. So you like it. You're giving it a thumbs up. I'm definitely my, uh, which one am I? I am Roger Ebert. Roger Ebert is giving it a thumbs up. 
Gene Siskel okay. has yet to see it, so we'll I wait. I've yet to see, see it. <laughs> All right, there's another one that I think I've not seen that I think is very interesting. It's a series called Ordinary Joe. Let's play the clip and see if we can figure out what this means. It's only natural to wonder, what if? I'm Joe. I'm Amy. And what is it that you want to do? I'm going to be the next Billy Joel. <laughs> Guy can dream, right? What if I asked out that girl I just met? What if I married my best friend? We had three code blues in the hospital with short staff. Can you believe we made him? At least we did one thing, right? What if I followed in my father's footsteps? Officer Joe Kimbrough is a true hero. What if you could see the roads you didn't take? My biggest dream is to be a dad. What if we're not meant to have kids? You don't want to be an old dad, Joe. TikTok, that's all I'm saying. Do you ever get that feeling that one choice could change your whole life? Hmm. Now, to me, it sounds Twilight Zone-ish. I do like it. I like the idea of it. I'll explain it. What's the name of the show? It's called Ordinary Joe. Here's the idea. This fellow Joe makes a pivotal life-changing decision at his college graduation, and that follows him, or the show, you, if you will, follows him, I guess, supernaturally or Twilight Zone-ish on three parallel timelines one he makes a decision at graduation and becomes a police officer following his father's footsteps one he becomes a music star two Uh, two yes (laughs) becomes a music star and three a nurse after he marries the love of his life so now what do we think right um well i can tell you just based on what i'm hearing like it's a good idea sure it sounds a little like kind of very on the nose and that music in the background just Schmaltz, inst- I don't right? know about you, but it instantly turns me off. And <laughs> um, It's sort of and like then, schmaltzy and it says you're going to learn a yeah. lesson here and we're going to be, you know, oh, you're going to yeah. be. Uh, and we're going to lay this out to you out for you so you completely understand every line of dialogue and storyline. <laughs> there is no misconceptions. <laughs> and here's so, my problem with it. Are we following this one character this season? If it's a hit, are we following him next season? Is it always this three parallel lines? In my world, I would have done the, this as an anthology where you do different people every week with the three or two different – you can do two different choices and, and, and explore that. Even if you do – I guess you could go with a season on it, but let's put it this way. Follow one person until the story plays out and then do a different person where it happens, Right. Yeah, I don't. I think I, in my world, I love it in the beginning. I think I'm going to get like, okay, I get the point, kind of thing. Or maybe at the end of the first season, they pick a path, one of the three you mentioned, and in season two, they start with that specific path where they left off, and that branches out into different decisions that he could have made. Like the MCU, we'll be back right after this and everything old. So we get. You're listening to Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Hey, this is Doug Jones. You might know me as a rubber-clad monster from all kinds of movies and TV shows, but right now, I hope you are continuing to listen to Everything Old is New Again. This is Anson Mount, and you're listening to Everything Old is New Again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. How about that? You are back, and you are listening to Show of Shows and those individuals. The first one was the captain of the Discovery last season, Star Trek Discovery, of course, and we had him on the show. And 
The newest captain of the newest show, Star Trek, Strange New Worlds. That was Anson Mount. Don't know if it's going to happen. I've been promised that he'll come back on the show, but he's doing a lot of press for this, and I don't know if we if we rate. He does like us, but what do you think, David Cohen? Think we're going to get Anson Mount back? I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of the thing where we, you know we catch these stars on their way up the ladder, and then when they when they get there. They forget about us, yeah. which I'm, I would do the same. So I can't <laughs> say I blame him. Well, after we made him, after we made his career. <laughs> we made him. And yeah. then <laughs> we get those guys. We put him on the map. Exactly. What was I'm the Woody Allen movie about that agent where he, you know. <laughs> Uh, gosh, oh, yeah. it's Broadway Danny know, Rose. He's the agent to all these hacky yeah. acts, and when they become famous, they drop him as an agent. Broadway Danny Rose. There you go. <laughs> it's a great. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm just projecting because they have said they love. Our, he loves our show and does want to do it. So let's not. Cool. You know, let's just go there with him. Just let's be optimistic. But I. He's, the reason why I say that is because he is doing a brand new show called Strange New Worlds, which I think is going to be amazing they have the original starship enterprise with kirk and spock and all that this is the captain before kirk okay and he was in you you'll see him in discovery season two if you want to he colonel comes, pike yes captain pike how did i know that yes and i'm telling you it looks great also you've got Re- rebecca romaine who's going to be who used to be john stamos's wife by the way so we've got a little tie over there between last section and this section she's going to be uh one of the characters on the bridge called number one if you follow the show you know who that is then there's going to be mr spock but before he became all emotion uh all logic there's going to be emotions there because if you if you're originally if you're interested if you see the original episode the first one he did have emotions and so forth anyway so there's what that What happened how did he lose the emotion that's part? you're going to find that out then this also will have nurse chapel which was in love with Spock, if you remember, on the original show. So maybe something's going on there. Dr. Mabenga, if you remember him, <laughs> going way back in the original show. He was a doctor. Besides Dr. McCoy, he was another doctor on the Enterprise that specialized in Vulcans. There's also uh, Cadet Ahura. So maybe there's a love triangle. This is there. like right up your alley, Doc. Oh, this my is, God. This is the, it's a precursor to the show that you, you grew up with. Right? Correct. And Noonien Singh Khan, his great-granddaughter, is on the show. Who's great-granddaughter? Khan, you know, from... Uh, oh, Khan. Yes. Ricardo Montalban? Yes. Not the actor. I'm talking about the character. No, no, I know. But that's the second reference to Ricardo Montalban, right? Yes. Fantasy Island? Yep. That's right. That connects, too. Poor guy. He was tremendous. I met him. He was amazing. He Do was you remember a- the commercial he did for the car company with uh, Captain Ca- Corinthian Ca- Leather? Yeah. Yes, and then when away. he was on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, Johnny asked him, you know, what is Corinthian Leather? Because it became such a thing, like, oh, Corinthian Leather. And Ricardo Montalban said he had no idea. It's nothing. They made it up. <laughs> you can go on YouTube and see him. He, he's an old school throwback. When he went to Star Trek conventions... He wore a suit, a three-piece suit, did not sit down, spoke like a gentleman, told stories, respectful, funny. I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. That I, He was one of my favorite guests at these conventions. He was amazing. Anyway, back to the show. I think this show is going to... Now, this is, we talked about episodic shows versus serials. This does not have an arc. They'll remember what happened in the past, but it's it's... Oh, trying it's like to the old episodes, right? Yes. Where you didn't have to see a prior show. Yeah, exactly. Good. So, what, sorry. So this is on. I don't know. I think CBS All Access changed their name now. There's something else. Right? Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. And so this is coming out very soon. 
I'm telling you, it's uh, if if you if even if you've never seen Star Trek, this is where you like put your toe in the water. You're going to enjoy this. Let's just hear a little something of their promo about it. Strange, new worlds. You asked, we listened. It's happening. Speaking just for myself, I have never received more love from a fan base than I have from the Star Trek family. I can't wait to put on that gold Starfleet uniform and deliver number one right along Captain Pike and Spock. The ethos of Star Trek is so curious and welcoming and unifying. And we're going to get to work on a classic Star Trek show that deals with optimism and the future. Here we go. I can't wait. And I guess there's only one more thing to say. Hit it. There you go. That's going to be his catchphrase. Hit it. <laughs> Instead of make it so. Let's so say. I have a question. Yes. This, the the I guess the backstory, right, for all of the Star Trek characters that we know was this developed by the new show creators or was it like a gene roddenberry thing was it already built into the original show well uh that's a good question nurse chapel uh, was not on the original show they built her in later so yes the backstory of nurse chapel should be there um uhura's backstory there wasn't one so they're creating that and mabenga was there but we don't know i guess we're going to say the short answer is this they're creating all of this themselves but they are staying with what they call canon they're staying with what happened on the original Got show it. and uh so they're not gonna you know do something different i don't think they're gonna do this business with ahura has a relationship with spock that was jj abrams version i don't and that was nowhere in the original show so that i don't think is gonna happen but nurse chapel will be there as a romantic what would you say partner for spock and i think they're gonna explore that more than you think all right. So we'll see. Uh, I think it's really something to look forward to. Again, Anson Mount, if you're listening, come on over. Everything old is new again, and we'll get you. We'll put this show right over the top. Top of what? I don't know. <clears throat> <laughs> Next, we have another sci-fi. Maybe you're more of a Star Wars fan, David. Mm. Uh, have you seen? <laughs> have you seen The Mandalorian? I love The Mandalorian. So you are a Star Wars fan. They have no choice uh, to I say I love that. The Mandalorian. All right. So now <laughs> there's a sequel, or what would you call this, a, a, a branch off of The Mandalorian, a show called The Book of Boba Fett. We met Boba Fett in the original, of course, series, or mo- series of movies, and then he made an appearance, as, as you know, in The Mandalorian, correct? Season, yes. Season two. So right. now we've got Boba Fett. It's got his own show. Let's see what this is about. That doesn't sound too crazy. There's not much. They're not giving you any. That's that's quite a preview. (laughs) Exactly. But what it is, 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 first of all, John Favreau and Dave uh, Filoni, if you're familiar with these two, are in charge of this show. And they're the ones that are in charge of The Mandalorian. And they're the ones that like the original three Star Wars movies and don't like what happened since then. So that's why The Mandalorian, to me, works. Uh, and that's why I think this will work, because they're trying to, you know, give you 
a feel back to the original days of the New Hope. Does that make sense? It does. So it does. Th- okay. That's premiering. Word on, is there going to be another season of Mandalorian? There certainly when is. When is that happening? They're in a little bit of a problem there because they fired one young lady for yes, whatever reasons. I remember. And so they don't know if they're going to have her back or not because the fandom went crazy. And so uh, there's a whole controversy there. As to what, and they've all of a sudden, there was a lot of it was out and about. Like people kind of... You know, talking about it, and and Kathleen Kennedy talking, all different people in the world of of Star Wars talking about it, and then they all stopped talking. So something mm. happened. There was a gag order, yeah. something, and they are definitely doing it, but you know, they don't know. There was also that character that they fired. She was the uh, the husky young lady that uh, I forget the character's name. Not husky, but you know, she was very strong. She was a good character. Uh, but I'm trying, trying to describe her for you. I don't know what else. My, how would you describe her? Strong. Okay. So what what other shows? Bulky, do you have? very bulky young lady. I don't know. But she's a great character, and they were doing something Rangers of something or other, some other show that they were going to do with her starring in it and with like a team of, of people, like an Avengers type. And then they fired her, so they kind of revamping that. They don't know what to do with that. Mm. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But the bottom line is, what is this show about? It's hard to describe. It's Boba Fett. It's going to be uh, a Mandalorian type, and he's off and running around trying to get like he's a bounty hunter, so you're gonna see a bounty hunter, basically. Yeah, listen, if it's the same if it's the same people that did the Mandalorian, I would I would give this a chance. Well, there you go. All right. So now, what about Strange New Worlds? Just compare it. Will you give that one a chance? How do you afford all of these streaming channels? That's what I'd like to know. Like, I, I'm thinking of maybe just cutting the the cord on on cable because you know you got to pay for Disney Plus and what was the other Paramount Plus yep. and all this stuff starts adding up to Netflix. your monthly bill. Yeah, so, so that is really a question because I don't know how to say this. Do, do you want the original three or four now networks? And if you do, then how do you cut cable and still get those? And I think the question legitimately is, do you need those original networks? I, I think the answer is sadly no. I don't think so. And I also think there's a YouTube thing, whatever we are going to call it, a channel or something, where you can, from YouTube, get premium channels and the original channels. We'll come back. We ran out of time. Holy smokes. We'll be back. This and everything else we'll do again. Talk about television. Coming up. 2021. The fall. David Cohen, have you heard of such a thing as called alcohol-infused spiked cherries? Not only have I heard of them, Doug, I have them and I've enjoyed them. What do you mean? What do you, how could you possibly have them? You went to Howie'sSpiked.com in advance of this commercial? Yes, I did. And they are delicious. How do you eat them? I'll tell you, we take them, my wife and I, after a long, hard day. We take the original spiked cherries, put them into a nice vodka gimlet, and they don't just sit there. They... They add an ambiance and a flavor to that drink that's beyond. And, you know, the 10% alcohol doesn't hurt. Well, I was going to say, I cut right to the chase. I eat them right out of the jar. And I prefer, actually, the balls of fire flavor versus the original. But both excellent. How about that? Listen, spiked cherries, something different, something tremendous, something really great for a drink, for jello shots. You can just eat them out of the jar, whatever you want to do. Howie'sSpiked.com, Howie'sSpiked.com. Now, back to America's Entertainment Pop Culture Talk Show. Everything old is new again with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Hi, this is Manny Cotto, a creator, executive producer, and showrunner of the new Fox show. 
show next, premiering October 6th. And this is Everything Old is New Again. Douglas Viviana and David Cohen. How about that? Manny Cotto of, of uh, Star Trek Enterprise fame. He was in, uh, or in, he did, he produced uh, some great seasons of 24. He had that show next. You probably didn't see it. It was not promoted by the network at all. Great great show if you want to just see a one series show that closes out uh was really good he's now on american horror stories you ever watch that i i had seen the first several seasons yes i don't really watch it anymore but it was really good he writes and produces it now so i want to go take a look at Hmm. that if you want to be horrified on television i'm guaranteeing that he's doing it and doing it well manny koto good friend of everything old is new again how about that We, we we're building this repertoire of friends of the show now the question is how do we watch them how do we keep in touch we were talking off the air you heard us mumbling at the beginning there of getting back on the air now is uh, david was had a great point about you know do you cut the cord on cable at this point what do you need cable for and before he gets to that all i presented was the only bit of information i had was well, I remember the days of Saturday, Sunday, maybe Saturday night, when your parents went out, whatever. You'd sit and you'd fumble through the channels and you would watch whatever you liked that was on. I don't, I haven't done that in a hundred years. Have you done that? And if not, then pretty much what I'm watching are things that have been taped, of course, granted right now off of cable, but um, I don't know. I bet you all the stuff I'm taping you could stream as well with the right service. You tell me, David Cohen. Yeah, we were saying off the air that, you know, when you're, people of our age, (laughs) there's some familiarity to keeping cable TV because that's kind of what you grew up with. You've known that all your life. You put the TV on and you can scroll through the different channels and watch what you want. But I think the more you watch subscription-based shows without commercials, the, the more difficult it is to see something like, oh, on channel 145, there's, uh, you know, the original Fantasy Island. Maybe I'll check out an episode. And then there's just a ton of commercials. So it takes away some of the allure of what of what you were mentioning, you know, kind of flipping through and looking to see what's on. So I think it's I was telling Doug off the air. It's almost like a cost analysis, right? If you cut cable and you're paying this much, what premium channels do you need to to subscribe for to continue to watch your favorite shows and watch if you're a sports fan, I think like we are. To, to continue to see your favorite teams and, and in any other sports events that you were watching and then say, okay, I pay this much for cable, and but I can pay this much for all the premium services. And, and if it makes sense, and I, I, I think I might do that. I might cut, cut the cord. And I think you need to look into some services like YouTube, and I think there's other ones, where they will carry or present to you the four stations, Fox, right. CBS, ABC, you know. So you're not so missing you that, really. Does that make right. sense? So that's what, as long as I'm missing, not missing those four, and it's not like I watch them all that much, but I want to be able to tape this and that, you know, a couple of shows. Um, I really would like to cut. I have the Fire Stick, and it's great because, you know, you want to watch whatever, I don't know, Star Wars, A New Hope, and you press it in, and you know, right, it tells you right away what station or stations that you have that you can get this on. So exactly. you know, the work is done for you. The fire stick yeah. is great. It's not like a, I don't. You just remember. punch in the name of the show you want to see. And yeah, there it is, and it assimilates all of your, you know, all of your, you know, paid stations. That's so right. you know, like I, that's the other nightmare is paid station. Well, what one do I have, and when do I have it, and when, what's on that station? No, no, you don't. It's all there for you, which is good. Anyway, exactly. How about murders in the building? How well do you know your neighbors? You see many of them every day. But have you ever wondered what goes on behind their doors? 
Are you associated with the deceased? No, no. We're neighbors in the building. Mm -hmm. So you don't know him? Just in passing. Not his passing. No, yes. When we passed by him. Before he passed. That's right. We began with the question, how well do you know your neighbors? Turns out the ones you thought you knew best might be the ones you know the least. Hmm, interesting. Steve Martin created this show. He brought Martin Short and Selena Gomez into it. It's only going to be for 10 episodes. It actually has already begun. It's on Hulu. Talk about it. Here we go. More paid stuff, right? And it's three neighbors who just decide to start their own investigation into a murder that happened within their apartment building. David Cohen. Yeah, I've heard about this one. I've, I've been meaning to to check out the first episode. Because, I've heard, you know, love Steve Martin and Martin and Martin Short, and I've heard like kind of mixed reviews about it. But I figured I'd give it a chance on my own. What about you? Because you know what it is. You have the impression you think that this is going to be slap slap down, knock down, drag out comedy because of those two characters, right? I mean, come on, Steve Martin and Martin Short, but they're not comedic a hundred percent. They do funny things. But it's, they're not taking it as a comedy. It's a comic, a comedic, if you will, approach to a crime fiction. So I think you need to go into it with the right attitude, thinking, I'm not going to laugh. These are comedians that are trying to do something serious. You'll get a couple of laughs here and there, but with their characters and along line with their characters. But it seems to be a serious kind of thing with maybe a little bit of a wink towards comedy. Yeah, it would be hard for these guys to do anything seriously without naturally just being funny exactly and in that clip you played i mean there there is some comedic lines in there about the deceased and so i'll check it out sure i've i've heard good things with the right attitude i would i would say that uh you I, always have the right attitude doug so oh, i wouldn't worry about that how about that hello i'm waiting for something to jump at me that's actually i like that hello uh how about the big leap no, oh, come on, play. Do you ever ask yourself what we're all doing? Is this it? Is this life? I mean, when does the good part start? Oh my god. There is this dance reality show. This is how I get my wife back. Maybe it's not too late for me to dance again. This could change my whole life. All these people are going to have their lives turned upside down. The Big Leap, Mondays this fall on Fox. There we go. There's a Fox show. Now, this is a show which I think is interesting, has potential. I don't know if you're going to love it yet. We've got to see how the execution of the idea is. But it's basically, like, think about the people that go on, like, American Idol and all that stuff. And they're always talking about how, uh, you know, their lives are mundane and they're not happy in their lives. And they want to sing and dance and whatever. America's got talent, that kind of thing. So what about... Looking at characters like that, a bunch of them, there's about eight characters that they follow here, <clears throat> fictionally, but I guess, it's, of course, it's taken from real life, and see the effect on their families and on them either succeeding or failing in their in their goal of winning one of these reality shows. Does that work for you, David Cohen? Um, I guess. How is that different <laughs> than just watching a reality show where <laughs> contestants are competing? I don't know. I, mean, I think it gives you behind-the-scenes 
um, yeah. stories yeah. of what the family's doing when when this character's getting ready to do the next show and, and how it affects the family. And what about, you know, are you on my mom, but now you're away? Who's making my lunch? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. That's a hard pass for me. I don't know about you. <laughs> a, now, a hard pass means that's it. You've decided. There is nothing happening. You will not tune it in. It's overdone. Slam the lid on it. I'm done. That you, is also my interpretation of hard pass. So if you are a movie executive or a TV executive in this case, it's a hard pass. You cannot, no matter what I say, will not change your mind. Is that correct? Just one clarification question. This is a <laughs> fictional show, right? Yeah, this yes. is not in and of itself a reality show. It right? is So fictional. why, if I have all these reality shows that are very cost effective to produce and very successful and profitable... Why would I spend all this money on creating a fictional show about something that we can do much easier as a reality show? Okay, well, you're fo- that's an interesting point. You're focusing more on the reality show part of it, the airing of whatever this person's talent is and what have you. This show, to me, focuses more on all the other times of the person's life, not when they're on the stage. But I think reality shows do a good job in going behind the scenes of their actual contestants and their lives and their stories. So I, I think it's been done. Like, I don't know. This just isn't floating my boat. David Cohen has been there and he's done that. <laughs> so we will leave it there. I understand. I recognize it. I don't think I'm going to watch it myself. But I think it's a decent <laughs> idea. And I would, you know, if I'm searching, I might just give it a shot. I would say that. I'll give it a shot for an episode or two. And if it doesn't catch you. Listen, if I don't like any of those characters, I'm out for sure. That's for sure. So anyway, we'll be back. This and everything old is new again. Barbecue guy here with Fondue. Fondue, what are you doing? You got something there with some ice cream. What are you making up here? I sure do, Barbecue Guy. I'm topping my favorite ice cream with Howie's Spiked Cherries, alcohol-infused. Never heard of such a thing. First of all, who's this guy, Howie? And what the heck is a spiked cherry? And what kind of flavors? It looks like you got an original and a bowls of fire. They look pretty good. They are. HowieSpike.com. You can order them yourself. Actually, if you'd like to try one, why don't you use a sterilized fork and, and just take one? Uh, a fork? Oh. I need a fork uh, for it. Are you kidding? I'm opening this up, digging in with my two fingers. It's perfect. Grabbing out a couple of cherries. and Oh, I dropped them on the floor. You want this one here? Let me get, uh, you take that one. And let me take the rest. Yeah. Ooh. Enjoy. Mm, oh. Hey. Now that's a cherry. Whoa. Put that on my Sunday. Matter of fact, forget the Sunday. I'll eat it right out of the jar. There's 22 of them here. That's HowieSpikes.com. This is Everything Old is New Again, America's entertainment pop culture talk show with Douglas Viviani and David Cohen. Ben and Perfect match. You are good. You are great. You put terror in our hearts. Ah, oh, how about that? Now, that's a show entering its seventh season. Doesn't really count for what we're doing here this week, which is basically your you're TV guide for fall 2021. Everything old is new again. David Cohen's here. David, how are you? Is that the Penn and Teller show? Yeah. <laughs> have you, well, they have a number <laughs> yeah. of them. I hear a cat. Let's be quiet. Put that microphone by that cat. Uh, I wish he would just... Shut up. <laughs> we're still pandemic yeah, one, here. One of, my, one of my two cats who is a 
basically a dog in a cat's body. So <laughs> always has to be around the action, always involved. You, if you don't pay attention to him, he starts meowing, which I'm sure you heard. Yes. So I'm trying to coax him out of here, but I think he's here for the duration. So we'll have to deal with it. All right. That's so he can join us. And he might not. He might like the Penn and Teller show. Now, what I'm talking about is not what is it called? Fool does. It's not the other ones where uh, uh, magicians oh, this come is something on. Different. Yes. Magicians come on and Penn and Teller sit in the audience and they watch the magician do one trick. And they then encode, magician's code, tell the, the magician back that they knew or did not know how the magician performed the trick. That's what I was thinking of. That's oh, not this or that, this that, is this? That is this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've had other shows. But anyway, so the one show called BS and whatever. So, But, but, uh, but this is like, this has been on for a while, right? Correct. I only yeah. throw it in there because Leo and I have found this show of late and when we're getting ready for family movie night and Angelica and Juliana are just doing their thing and it's taking time to get them to watch this movie, Leo and I tune this in and we have cool. a kick. We get a kick out of it. It is okay. pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, okay. So just throwing it out there because it might be new to everyone because I don't know who the heck has ever even seen it, but it sounds like you've seen it. I, I saw one or two episodes, I think when it first started airing. Okay. You know, whenever, however many years ago that right. was. It's fun. Um, I just like Penn and Teller. They'll yeah. do a trick too every so often, you know. That's cool. So there sure. you go. All right, let's yeah, and try. And the net the network gets on. I think it's UPN. UPN. Yes, I don't so think. it's a free channel. There you go. There's another one. All right. All right. Here we go. Ghosts. This place is going to make an amazing hotel. <gasps> hotel is our worst nightmare. We'll be overrun. Over my dead body. I know. Why don't we just scare them away? We're ghosts. The line between the living and ourselves is one we should respect. Who are we to... Getting walked through. It's probably the worst pain I can think of. Let's haunt these bastards out of here. All right, now, David Cohen, a sitcom hearkening back to the 70s, if you ask me, because it's a situation com that you will never expect. It's like an I Dream of Genie or something like that. Ghost and Mrs. Muir. I don't know if it's any good. It doesn't, I don't know, but I'm going to give it a try because I like the idea that they're not doing a sitcom in someone's living room. Okay. The so bottom, what's the name of the show and what's the premise? Exactly. The bottom line is it's called Ghosts. It is based on a BBC One series of the same name. It sometimes works, like The Office works, right? Um, basically, what it is is two people, a couple, believe that their dreams have come true in receiving a beautiful country home. Receiving, I guess it was inherited. Only to find that it's falling apart and inhabited by a number of deceased previous residents. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. It could be funny, but I, it's probably rife with problems. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> is is it a is it a premium streaming kind of show? This is going to be on. That's a good question. It's going to be on regular TV. It's going to be on. Jeez, uh, Louise, I'm going to find it for you. But, but it's, it's, it's it's CBS. It's one of the networks. CBS. CBS. See, I don't know. I don't know about you, but <clears throat> sorry. Hello. <clears throat> Do it again. Sorry about is, that. Is that the cat or is that you meowing? Oh, that was me coughing. <laughs> it's good to know I cough like a cat meows, though. <laughs> the thing about the, the networks is I get in my head that as soon as I hear something is on CBS or NBC, whatever, I, 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 I'm not interested. Is that bad? It is bad because there's some good stuff on these stations. Is there? Is there really? <laughs> 
because well, I think like <laughs> why it, it's almost like the minor leagues. Like if you can't if you can't get your show on HBO or, or Netflix and you're relegated to having to to show it on on ABC, there must be something wrong with it. And maybe wow. I'm thinking about it the wrong way, but maybe we should we should pitch everything old is new again to one of the big four because of what you're saying. And maybe that's our entry into television. There's no comment. Yeah, that's sure. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if it's I don't know. I'm 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 very I see I totally see what you're saying because you do look at the network schedule and so first of all, there's not a lot. Let's back up. To me, there's not a lot of new series that they've been trying something like this. That's why I give it a shot. It's a lot of reality TV. It's a lot of Gordon Ramsay. It's a lot of America's Got Talent. So, and you know what I mean? Like there's very right. Survivor and what? There's very few produced product. There's Goldbergs and there's Ghosts. And I couldn't even tell you another show that's a produced television program. Maybe This Is Us, which I've never seen. Something like that. But if you look at their schedules, it used to be a plethora of created shows. Now it's reality all over. Am I wrong? Tell me. No, no. Yeah, I think you're right. You're right. All and right. Um, so I don't know. I would give it a shot, especially if it's on, you know, if I'm not cutting the cord and I can watch it on CBS or whatever network it's on. Sure. Why not? I mean, it's a freebie. It's worth, you know, it's worth a shot. You can tape it and then go through the commercials easily. That's true. Okay. Yeah, let's, is. let's do, why don't we, let's propose that you and I watch this show. Let's give it, you know, the first three or four episodes and then come back and, and maybe report on it. Like what is maybe that is the example of what's on the networks these days versus a show that that's not on the network. That's a good show. What you could also do is off the air, we'll combine, there might be two or three others that we did that were on free TV that we just have, have discussed and revisit those two. Just yeah, to no, give a... let, let's stick to one. <laughs> it's, it's enough free TV for me. David Cohen, everything else. I can only handle one at a time. How about heels? Your dad built a cathedral to a local pastime. What are you trying to resurrect here anyway? People need to believe that we can be better. You're a washed up quarterback who couldn't play in college. I'm a lawnmower salesman. It is not enough for people who only love the good guys as much as they hate the bad. Wrestlers is who we are. How about this? Now, I think... I'm in on this in a big way. On stars, though, but it's called Heels. It's a drama series. It's It has premiered in the beginning of September. Two brothers, one play a villain, one plays, you know, which is they call the heel, right, in professional wrestling. One's the hero, or they call him baby face, or the face is, you know, the baby face. And they take their show on the road and they try to sell themselves to like the WWF or basically to wrestling you know uh, uh, what would you say audiences and uh, I just think it's interesting that you've never seen a show about a scripted show about professional wrestling before and it could be very interesting to take you behind the scenes what it's well, like to be as, a professional wrestler as you're talking about it you know I, I just googled it because mm -hmm. I hadn't heard it before um, and at least on Rotten Tomatoes, it got really, really high score. See, I know how to pick these shows. It's amazing. I'm going to take credit for it. It's all about me. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. That was good. I, I, I didn't Google the other shows we've been talking <laughs> exactly. about, so maybe this was the only, you know, 
golden egg. We'll leave it at that, but but you're probably right. But I really think this is a great idea, and I don't know how long it's going to last. They only have scripted here. They've only listed five shows. It can't be just five shows. Listen, you know, there have been some really good series on Stars. Yes. And unfortunately, Stars is not one of the more popular premium. So, you know, so I don't think the shows on Stars get a lot of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Exposure. Right. So, but there are some gems there. I, I check it out. Do you remember yeah. when we started this show out? The first comic book convention I went to with the microphone and the T-shirt and whatever, the, from everything old is new again, I interviewed a number of the characters from uh, Sales which was the oh, pirate sure. show. That That's show right. was amazing. I didn't like the end so much, but it was an amazing... Was it ama- called Red Sails or Black Sails? Black Sails, sorry, Sales. right. Black Sails. And it was the prequel to Treasure Island. And it was really, really well done. I loved it. So, And, and one of my favorite all-time shows was on Stars. That we, we actually interviewed one of the actresses from that show, Counterpart. Oh, that's right. There you go. Which... You know, just, uh, yeah, I just died on the vine, just lack of exposure. We also but, we actively, we also uh, interviewed a gentleman that was on that show as well, if you remember. That's right, two characters. Two characters, so we didn't, yeah. didn't, we didn't pull the, we didn't rule the day on that one. But let's rule the day on heels. We have very few minutes left. There's one more NBC, a show called La Brea. Have you heard of this one? And I'm going to play it in a minute. Holy smokes. According to authorities, a massive sinkhole devastated several city blocks in Los Angeles. Based on the size and unknown depth, there is little hope of finding any survivors. Where the hell are we? Okay, the La Brea Tar Pits kind of a thing, if you've ever heard of it. It opens up, people fall into it, and they end up in like a Jurassic World kind of environment. And a family is broken up. One, two people in the family, mother and son, maybe I forget what it is, go down, and the two others stay above and try to get them out. I think this could be really cool if it's not another lost, where there's no answers to any of these questions and so forth. I think it could be fun. David Cohen, got about 15 Yeah, seconds. it sounds, I, I like the premise. Um, the fact that it's on NBC doesn't isn't uh, making it making it appealing to me, but uh, the premise is good. So okay, so let's add that to the other show, right? That we were going to watch on the networks and give it a shot and, and see what we think. What La Brea think? and Ghosts will come back uh, yeah. soon. Everything old is new again. Your pop culture entertainment talk show. Uh, find us anywhere and everywhere. But if you can't, go to our website. Everything old is new again. Biz, and look where we are. We're all over the place. <laughs> Enjoy the day. Hit it.